chest on his right. Hey, hold up. Don't start a fight. He's got you covered with all the sports. Don't fret. He's wearing shorts. It's time for Waking Jake in the morning. Waking Jake at night. Jake sucks. Good morning, Bakers. What is going on, everybody? Happy May 16th. May the 16th be with you. Uh, Myself, Big Baby David, an incredible sports Sunday, Game 7 Sunday, four Game 7s. Golf was cool. A lot of you probably don't care, but if you are into that, I'm I'm happy for you. I'm happy you got to enjoy that. I think at one point on Sunday, eight guys were tied for first place in the golf, like early in the day. That was cool. We're not going to talk a lot of golf. We are going to talk <laughs> an odd amount of hockey. Not a ton, but I did happen to be in the building. Whoops. Uh, for Rangers game seven. That was awesome. Let's do the Game 7s, and then we'll circle up on some baseball and anything else we missed this weekend. Let's start with the Rangers. Um, I am an adopted Rangers fan. There's people that have been watching Wake and Jake for a while now that we've had people often be like, talk about the hockey, and I say, I wish I could. Uh, Tough to consume the hockey, whether it's baseball season or, I mean, football season, football gets priority. Man, playoff hockey, but I will say this, and again, I do get to hide behind this, is I told you guys when playoff hockey comes around, and it's not sports rocket science at all, playoff hockey is badass. Um, The sudden death overtime is incredible. Got to witness that live. The intensity and, I don't want to say you need to, for playoff hockey, you don't need to appreciate the skill of the sport. That's actually one of the things I struggle with in hockey is finding the line between skill and luck. Puck luck's a whole phrase there. Puck luck is a phrase and, you know, the way the puck bounces and you watch, you know, these guys are world class. You'll... You know, you watch 99 ground balls to a third baseman, and if they're just choppers, 99 times the third baseman will make the play. There's times when you'll see a puck just roll past a player in the NHL because it bounces or hits the wrong thing, and it's it's gone, and they're playing on ice geometry with a puck. Um, and, you know, some of the shots on net, and, I, you know, I, I know sometimes there's a... Putting it on net obviously gives you a chance to put it in, but you obviously see, see some of the skilled tippins. I can see that. You can see all the athleticism and eye hand and all of that. And it goes without saying that watching it live um, is one of the best things in sports. Uh, any Almost any generic sports fan will tell you watching live hockey in person is one of the best sporting events you could be at. So with all that being said, Game 7, the Pittsburgh Penguins who, you know, they still have their alumni. That's not the right term. Uh, But, you know, Sid the Kid, Sidney Crosby is still there. Malkin, um, you know, Rust had been really good for them throughout the playoffs. Um, And they went up 3-1, and Rangers fans were peacocking. The Ranger fans I know, they were tweeting out, you know, beating Igor four times, impossible. I mean, cuts to game five, Igor getting pulled for the second time, and this Penguins team with experience, which matters in sports, which we might talk about when we get to the NBA a little bit. Maybe it doesn't. Um, That it was game seven in Madison Square Garden. The place was absolutely electric. Um, You know, if, if you didn't see myself, Joe's, or John posting content last night, is unreal, and the energy in that building from down, the Rangers are down 3-2 to tying it at threes to winning it in overtime uh, was unreal. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I, you know, I told my sneaky goalkeeper stories the other day. People like that. I've got a couple more 
I'll bust out for the right occasion. The amount of love Igor was getting after being pulled twice on the road and uh, getting taunted by the Pittsburgh fans was pretty unreal. Uh, it was an unreal environment. You know, hockey people are their own breed, and it's, you know, the other part about hockey is it's one of the tougher sports to just pick up and play. Um, you know, you can't just kind of hop on the ice and start slapping it around. Kind of need to, like, learn a whole sport before you can try this sport. You got to be able to skate a little bit to give yourself a chance. Um, And that's not easy. In hot part of the world, city parts of the world. Um, But, man, that was awesome. Electric, if you haven't seen the goal by Panarin. uh, Panarin. New York Sports Radio, Jake. Um, It's a pretty badass celebration. Because he celebrates it kind of like a normal goal, but also not like a normal goal. Hmm. Like, overtime, snipes it, and then he kind of gives the the hockey one knee towards the sideline fist pump. But during that, the hockey emotions kick in of, like, I just won a series. Our season is not over. Their season is over. Game seven overtime. And that was pretty badass. So... Uh, incredible to see that in person. Thanks to the Rangers that uh, are friends of ours now uh, and have been awesome with us, having a lot of fun on the social medias. You know, if you haven't been checking out our vlog contents, um, you know, there's been some good stuff in there from the hockey. Um, un- unreal, just energy. It's hard to measure energy. I know there's some of my science... Nerds out there say, talk more about Jules, Jake. J-O-U-L-S-E-S? I think that's a measure of energy. Units. I think E-S? Is, yeah, J-O-U-L-E is derived unit of energy in the International Systems Unit. What's up, science crew? Didn't do great in those classes. Um, but yeah. Yeah, that was, uh, it was an all-time, you know, probably the best sporting event I've ever been to. Rangers game seven, they move on to play the Hurricanes. We'll see how far we get involved. Um, Throwing in hockey games on three of the last ten nights of my life has been tough. First world problems, I won't complain. We'll see what goes on there. There's another hockey game, the Flames won. Um... Can't really help you with that. I saw the game-winning goal. That was cool. Uh, That was talking hockey. Uh, And then on the other side of the map. So, you know, I went home this weekend, saw some family, saw my nephew, had a good time. And I was driving back from Connecticut to New York City. And I was like... Kind of getting back into it. I was like, all right, we're going to do Yankees. We're going to record Talking Yanks, go to the hockey game. Like, what do I got? What do I need to get a hand on? And then I was like, holy crap. I know we're going to a game seven. Two big NBA ones. The NBA ones are going to be brought to you by Candy. Uh, Candy is the official NFT partner for Major League Baseball, which, again, we'll be talking about that in a minute. Uh, they take the obsession and thrill of card collecting and make it digital. The totally cool digital collector's item. They're blind packs, meaning you don't know what's in there. It's like cracking wax back in the day, babe. Core, uncommon, rare, epic, legendary. Every team, every player will be included. Uh, the next pack drops May 24th, uh, and there will be pack drops on the 31st as well. They've already dropped a few. Um, and what you need to do is go to candy.com slash MLB or click the link in the description and start your collection today. Go check it out. Uh, we have a couple, I'll, I'll say this, like it's either for you or it's not. We have a few people in the office that are super into it and it's like, oh yeah, they really love it. The graphics, the artwork and the collector side of it. There's other people that are more cold on it, but that's fine. That's anything in life. Sam doesn't drink coffee. It's her deal. She's trying to be better than. Never figure it out. Candy.com slash MLB. Go check it out. See if you like it. Um, So, as we always do, we open with the hockey. Uh, Again, awesome, incredible. I I hope the Rangers get to keep having fun and I can be a part of it. 
the NBA, the association. Um, you know, I, I know Colin Cowherd can be loved or hated for different reasons. One of my favorite segments he used to do was where Colin was right, where Colin was wrong. Um, I thought the Bucks and Giannis, um, especially when they went up, they went up 3-2, um, going back to Milwaukee, right? They took game five in Boston, and they were going back to Milwaukee. And Giannis has an argument for the best basketball player in the world. And, you know, there's almost this kind of disrespect. Who, by the way, he goes for 25-20-9 in this game seven. Two steals and a block to go with it. Um I can't believe how much I'm seeing this undersold in the media, and I'll get to the Celtics. Chris Middleton being out is huge. Dude, it was like game four, I think I tuned into. It was like the first time I could flip on that series, and it was like, oh, Middleton's been out? It's this really bizarre thing where Chris Middleton had no respect in NBA circles because they were like, wow, Giannis is so good. Everyone else around him is not that good. Then the Bucks win... And, you know, Drew Holiday gets a lot of the love, and Drew Holiday's a really nice basketball player. He, he was, like, the final add-on piece, sure. Middleton was, like, their scorer. Like, he was, like, their wing scorer. He, yeah, he elevated to, like, an all-star level player. He's their go-to. Like, they need a bucket. He was kind of the guy they'd, they'd have to hand it to. So you go back and you look at this box score. Drew Holiday, uh, he was 0 for 6 from 3. Brooke Lopez... Um, there was three guys with over 10 points. Giannis, Drew Holiday, and Brooke Lopez. And I don't think that's the big three that the Bucks were hoping for coming into this series. Um, all that being said, it's whatever. It's game seven. It's still Giannis. Uh, it's in Boston. And the Celtics show out, man, the Grant Williams game. Uh they basically let him shoot uh, a guy who, you know, Grant Williams, when you think of the Celtics, you think of a lot of other guys. Hey, man, this is kind of the beauty of the NBA and finding your role and what you do. Grant Williams shot 41% from three this year. He didn't take a lot of them, but when he did, he was pretty efficient. And so the Bucks game plan, I think they said, like, hey, let's not let... Let's not let Tatum beat us. Let's not let Brown beat us. Heck, let's not even let Horford beat us because the Al Horford revival party that was going on this series was pretty insane. What's up, Big Al? Good for Good you. Good for Al Horford. Good for Al Horford. Um, Tatum does his thing, 23-8 and eight assists. Um, again, Grant Williams ended up with 27 points, most on the team, most on the court. On that day. I mean, that's a that's a Game 7 legend for you. Uh, Jalen Brown efficient with his 19 and 8. Uh, Marcus Smart, 11 and 10, a double-double. The 10 were assists. Um, good for Boston. I, you know, I, I openly admit here and everywhere else, I do my best to get the anti-Boston stuff from years of growing up in Connecticut out of my brain. This Boston Celtics team has been playing an incredible brand of basketball for a while now. Uh, they turned a corner of sport of sorts. And, you know, I, I know NBA especially. I think NFL too with quarterbacks. Uh, we talk about legacy games, and I, I give credit to, you know, the, the PMT guys, they've turned it into a joke because it's, it is pretty ridiculous to put one game in the hands and let it kind of decide how we feel about players, but it also is kind of how it works. Um and good for Tatum. Good for Tatum and Brown. Like, I think if if they lost this series, especially with the Bucks not having Chris Middleton, I think it's almost time that you have to make your move. And If that happened then, we certainly would hear about how Middleton was out. Yeah, you'd, I guess that's kind of the messed up part. If, if the Bucks had won this series, you would have heard more about Chris Middleton being out than the Bucks losing and Chris Middleton being out. Which kind of messed up. Um, good for the Celtics. Um, 
they go on to play the Miami Heat. Um, Jimmy Butler uh, and the Heat. I don't know. They're kind of this. We've talked about a lot. The Heat are an underrated franchise. Like, they've been a really well-run organization. Spolstra is a really good coach. They were the one seed in the East. They handled the Sixers. Last time I talked to you guys, I gave you a passionate speech about how if Embiid and Harden clicked, I think they're the scariest team in these. Guess what? They didn't. And they ran into the Heat, who are a really good team. And I love Jimmy Butler. I kind of forgot how much I love Jimmy Butler. He's a bad dude. Um, Bam out of bio. Uh... Tyler Hero, I, I, I'm never really sure what to do with. Max Struess has been getting action for them. He's become a little bit of an NBA internet legend. Victor Oladipo's working his way back. P.J. Tucker. Remember, that was one of those things that kind of got circled early in the year. P.J. Tucker finds his way on winning teams and plays his role. And he was a guy who was on the Bucks, And now the Bucks are out. So, interested to see Miami and the Celtics. Uh, Joe's McFly was saying he was having flashbacks to 2011 or 2012, yeah. whenever it was. Um, you know, kind of not, I don't want to say not the sexiest Eastern Conference Finals, but it's not the sexiest Eastern Conference Finals. Um, you know, so I don't think anybody was going to pick this matchup. Like you could, I think you would have, you can get yourself excited about either of these teams. I don't think anybody was excited for both or thought this was how it was gonna come down to to these two. And it's uh, it's a star driven league, and Jason Tatum is one of the guys that should be next. I I've also often recent episodes put him in the same bucket as Luka Doncic, who we'll talk about in a second. Um, Jimmy Butler's just funny. Um, he's now six-time All-Star, four-time All-NBA, five-time All-Defensive team. He, um, you know, this Heat team went to the NBA Finals, what was it, two years two ago? Two seasons ago, yeah. Bubble? bubble Not the, it was the bubble year. It was them and the, the Lakers, LeBron. Um... You know, Jimmy Butler, we're kind of not sure what to do with for a long time. This guy was the 30th pick. He had to earn his keep for a couple years. Um, you know, his first two years in the league, 2.6 points per game, 8.6 points per game, 13.1, and then he becomes a 20-point-per-game guy, Jimmy Butler. Um, on those Bulls teams, he goes to Minnesota, kind of messy, bullies his own teammates. Uh, we don't necessarily love that. We didn't know what to do with that. He ended up looking great. Uh, he went to Philly, that Philly team that loses on the Kawhi Leonard yeah. bounce shot. Um, you want to talk about history being rewritten. I mean, that Philly team, my goodness. Um, he goes to Miami. There's all this talks about him getting a max contract and are his knees going to hold up. Well, I, I don't know what to tell you. He... Um, He's back with Miami. He's their best player. Um, he's trying to rework his legis uh, legacy a little bit. Um, as he plays Tatum in the Celtics, who Tatum... Tatum would go to kind of another echelon or tier of player if he does bring these Celtics to the finals. Um, so that's kind of what's set up in the Eastern Conference. Uh, tough... Tough to see either of these teams dominating IMO. I think we're going six or seven pretty easily. Um, and should should be good basketball. I mean, both of these teams, Spolster's a really good coach. Both of these teams are teams. It's not a... And, and maybe that's one of the perks, and maybe that's one of the good things for basketball. I think these are going to be really good team basketball games. It's not just going to be... How often can we force feed Giannis, and does he start getting hacked? Uh, I don't think it's going to be that. On the other side, my word. Dallas, Phoenix, Phoenix comes back home. I 
I thought this series was over. Um, I thought Boston had a chance. I I thought Phoenix, 64 wins. I thought they were kind of disrespected. All the Chris Paul talk. Uh, They went to the finals last year. It, It felt like they were brewing, like they could be one of the next powers. Luka Doncic and Jalen Brunson, who, I mean, there's kind of no other way to say it. I think he's I think he's the second best player on this team. Um, Spencer Dinwiddie with a huge game, and that's kind of what Spencer Dinwiddie can do sometimes. Um, the Mavs rolled Phoenix in Phoenix. Um, they were up 40, like, in the third. They just housed them. Phoenix had 27 points at the half. So did Luka. Um, Dallas scored 27 points in the first quarter. This was an annihilation, and it it left Phoenix with tons of questions. Chris Paul. um, Think about it. Think about all the nice stuff we said about Chris Paul, and is this the year, and it's all lining up for Chris Paul, and Devin Booker's underrated, right? Now Devin Booker's a meme. Uh, there's a new, the new hot meme is Luca just staring at Devin Booker like, you messed with the wrong dude. I think he did. Um, and DeAndre Ayton, his, his contract stuff is coming up. So Chris Paul got a year older. He, his team loses another playoff series lead, which is part of the Chris Paul story, fairly and unfairly, but it's a part of the story. Booker. I mean, you know, I think people want to talk about him in kind of Tatum area, and I, I, I think Tatum's now flying past him. And Luka Doncic, 12 for 19, 6 of 11 for 3, 10 rebounds, 4 assists, 2 steals. Um, and I kind of gave that... I, I gave a partial speech how Giannis is the disrespected superstar. I think he's the best in the game. We've kind of been excited for Luka, and it might not have happened. And is John Morant now going to be the guy who's next? I mean, look at the roster around Luka. And I don't want this to be shots fired. Like, Jalen Brunson's nice. Uh, Reggie Bullock, we had fun with him as a Nick. He's a solid guy. Jalen Brunson was a second-round pick out of Villanova. He's a undersized point guard. Spencer Didwitty is kind of enigmatic of sorts. Like, his good is pretty nasty, but he comes off the bench for a reason. He's kind of a does-it-by-himself, attacks second units, and that role works for him and good. But, I mean, look at the rest of this Mavericks team. Dwight Powell is like an alley-oop big man. Dorian Finney-Smith has improved a lot, but he, you know, five. So very much a role player. Very, like, yes, a role player. Maxi Kleber, uh, Davis Bertans, Frank Nilakina played 13 minutes in this game. Uh, Getting in a little run this series, and I can hit it paid off. Luca, credit to Luca. Uh, he can be a little annoying with the complaining. Uh, he can also be one of the best watches in the sport. Uh, his combination of power, skill, is pretty unreal. Um, and then you zoom back and you're like, oh yeah, he's 23 years old. Um, he was third in the NBA in scoring. He was fifth in assists this year. And he just took down the Phoenix Suns. Chris Paul, Devin Booker, DeAndre Ayton, Cal Bridges. Um, They did it, I and this is another one where I, I would have to eat some crow. I, I thought the Suns were kind of toying around and, um, you know, were biding their time to win this series. No. Uh, the Mavs blow them out in Game 7. Really at no point. Never. Once the game got going, no, there was a no point of question. Never. Um, and so... Set it up on the East, Boston and Miami. Dallas will go on to face Golden State. Uh, the Warriors, That's that would be the where Colin was right segment. Um, they good. Minus the injury to Ja. They took down the Grizzlies. They will be waiting for the Mavericks. Um, 
They will be the home team. Um, and yeah, I mean, I, I, I just don't know what to tell you. I, I mean, you can, you can sell me on this is Luca's coming out party. Everyone is always going to compare Luca and Dirk. Um, you know, one guy that can carry you. Dirk had some pretty nasty teammates. Sean Marion, Jason Terry, Jason Kidd was on those teams. He's on the, at least on the team that won. You know, like more on him later, maybe. Whoa. Um, Dirk carried those teams, but there was a lot of talent. Uh, Sean Marion is like, go look at that dude. Um, I don't know if Jalen Brunson and Maxi Kleber are there. And uh, I'm, I think I told you guys, I, I almost gave you the, the BBD Tom Brady, like with Golden State, with Steph and Clay and Dre, it's almost like a, I'm not going to bet against them until like the very end. And I think they're your favorite right now. Especially, yeah, the teams we've got remaining. They've done it. Like a a win and a win this year. I, I think there's basketball. I think people think about their legacies perhaps more than other sports. Always. Just kind of the nature constantly. of it. And like a win this year does a lot for, for this franchise and Steph's legacy, especially if Steph get, finally gets a finals MVP, if it happens. Mm, yeah. But that would do, it would do a lot for him. It's not just they got good and then added KD one, two more and whatever, whatever, whatever. They're the best team. It stretches out a dynasty. I yeah. mean, if they win this year, it would be 15, 17, 18, 22. Yeah. I mean, they did, and they did, you know, bottom out. like they, Right. But they still have the same guts. But uh, let's be honest. And, hey, it's it's not over yet. Like, I, I just said this. You could sell me on Luca's breakout, and maybe he goes nuts and does it by himself. Cool. Luca's next. Awesome. That's fun for the NBA. Um, Perhaps the best player remaining. Yeah. I, I'm a Golden State guy. Their brand of basketball, watching Steph Curry. Um, I'll tell you, watching Steph Curry and Luca on some of these back-to-back possessions is going to be unreal. It's going to be some of the coolest basketball you've ever seen. Uh but yeah, I I think Golden Golden State has it laid out for them. And you mentioned the bottoming out BBD. San Antonio, the Spurs dynasty, part of that was fueled by David Robinson missing a year. And that's how they got Tim Duncan. So, you know, I'm interested to see from Golden State if, you know, and by the way, the, the year they bottomed out, they got Wiseman, who he's not. Largely hasn't worked out. Yeah, and specifically, whatever. Um, you know, Kaminga's becoming more more in the mix. Um, the whole Jordan Poole thing. So, I think Golden State has it laid out for them. Um, interested to see how much Luka can get in their way slash what kind of help does he get? What does it look like? On the Eastern side, I think anyone would be lying to you if they said they knew. Um, It's tough for me because I, I genuinely do like what Tatum can be. He can be a dude. He's nasty. I love what Jimmy Butler represents. And I sneaky don't like Boston. So it, there's just too much bias there. I'll be honest. I'm kind of rooting Miami. Um, just because I love Jimmy Butler. Um, so, and yeah, my guy uh, Tom Ace in the chat talking about some ping pong balls. That's coming up uh, this week. Lottery. Uh, so if your team stinks, you can start dreaming. That was a lot of hockey and NBA. But it was a big... Big yeah. Game 7 Sunday. Big time. Good time for it. Yeah, I mean, it's, let's be honest, it's that time of the year. Um, and and I'm, I'm excited, man. I, I, I've i told you guys often how I thought I was going to get more sucked into this NBA year, and I did not. Um, both, both of these series, I think, are going to be fun watches. Again, I, I think the only thing I'd put at risk would be, I think Golden State can run over Dallas. There's a there's a shot they that they can? just start straight up better and 
Um, but, but I'm, I'm, I am now that we're here. I am fascinated by the possibility of of all these teams. Like, I mean, I want to see what Luke is going to do. I guess I sure I, for entertainment neutral fan stuff. I would have rather seen Phoenix in there and have some anti Maverick stuff. Mm. But we're kind of past it. We're getting there later. But um, yeah, it's just a lot, there's there's a lot of different angles you can be watching the these last two rounds of the NBA from. Everyone, I guess, besides Miami, has like an argument for the best player remaining in basketball. That's kind of the whole thing. Um, the other three guys might have a guy who's the best guy left. Um, yeah, and it's it, again. I think it's th- this time of year. It's what the NBA is incredible at is, uh, like you're saying, the the stars in the NBA are pretty cool. Stars in the NBA are pretty cool. Like even being a New York guy, like Tatum, like him, Jalen Brown, like him. Um, Marcus Smart, he's my honest player comparison to how I play basketball. Uh, Jimmy Butler, Bam, the Heat. Yeah, I guess outside of Jimmy, they're not super sexy. And then, yeah, the late night games. I guess I'm excited to flip over to see Luca, see Steph. Uh, watch everyone do their thing over there. So, Game 7 Sunday, that was fun. I'm assuming we'll run into another, like, Game 7 Sunday. Yeah. Two like Sundays like from dual, now. Dual eliminations and whatever. Makes sense, right? Um, meanwhile, in the world of baseball, the Yankees are disgusting. Sorry about it. Oops. Um, they win another series. The White Sox look really bad. Um I'm choosing to believe it has a lot to do with their injuries because otherwise, I don't know. I said it on Talking Yanks yesterday. They feel like a team that needs like a locker room fight. Um, just some sloppy defense. And um, yeah, I, I don't I don't know what's going on there. I'm, I'm going to hope it's just a lot of injuries because they, they have had a lot of injuries. But uh, the White Sox... They were lucky to get one win out of four games against the Yankees. Um, Done it a lot, obviously. You see every Yankee game, so try not to harp on it. But the Yankees, they're they're mixing in the blowout wins that we asked for at a solid frequency. They've only had one loss by more than three runs still. Orioles. Yeah, Orioles and like just their worst series of the year. Five nothing. Five nothing. They lost. They lost the series. I can remember <laughs> if they if just Chapman doesn't walk a bunch of dudes and extras. Like we're fine. Yeah, it's like fully. There's like oh, there's like kind of not anything to point to. The Yankees' losses recently have been incredibly close. They could have won. And what is it? Is it eighteen and three in the last twenty one? Something yeah. like that. Something like that. And I think those three losses are all, like, really close. Like, Yankees had runners on in the eighth and the ninth. There are coin flip moments. Um, so, yeah, they're, the Yankees are kind of having a dream season right now. <laughs> Everyone in the office is hype. Even Joe's. Okay. Do you want to hear something? Sure. So, we've talked on several programs about, like, state of offense in baseball, whatever. Yeah. Uh, Joey Gallo's had a nice... A little over a week. OPS plus more. 109. <laughs> he's having a, he's been a positive contributor That's by, on by that metric. There are people in the chat last night saying 114 uh, WRC plus last night. That updates a little quicker, I guess, but I was curious where the, where the OPS plus was, was going to land because he was at like 98 going into yesterday, and I think he walked and homered. So a little bit... Flaws in the because st- still whatever whatever. But. Sure, Joey Gallo's last fifteen games, he has a one dot OPS. Made made some some nicer plays in left field. Look comf- much more comfortable this series at least. Dude, so if that's there's something with the stadium or something. I don't know, but because uh, yeah, he looked really casual and easy. And I mean, I heard a rumor that baseball savant was kind of. Jacked up yesterday. Um, 
So when I look during the show, I want to see if it remains the case. But his like, how are they measure stuff? Okay, it's fixed again. Because I was gonna say he had like a, like a weirdly positive defensive numbers. It's fixed now. He isn't. So it's okay. that matches the eye test better. Okay. Because I, like, I know he is good. That's like the whole thing that was concerning. Donaldson and Gallo are contributing for the Yankees. That's maybe one of the big things. It's it's been Judge. Stanton Rizzo, uh, if they start getting more and more of that, they they are wagon. Um, in their division, Rays took two out of three from the Jays. Interested to hear about that on Talking Baseball coming up. Coming up next. Wow. A little burp. Um, how about that? The Rays are going to raise. Yeah, I mean, get, yeah, Donaldson's kind of clicking right now, and we we've been saying, like, hey, he's – he hasn't looked connected uh, lately, and, and he hadn't looked fully going, and he was walking a ton that was saving some stats, and now his stats are in just kind of an okay spot. Not Josh Donaldson's no. where, where he wants to be, but... On path. Playing. Especially compared to where the league is at. You want me to butter knife him? He's in a, he's in a good place. You want me really. to butter knife him? I'll do it. Interested in a butter knife. I mean, by... I cite OPS plus a lot because easy to just look at and understand. He's Let's see. In, in the same tier as DJ right now. He uh, that would um, make him one last seventeen games, two sixty two, three eighty four, and eight fifty nine OPS, and that's kind of that's kind of who Josh Donaldson can be. Um. So yeah, the <laughs> man, the Yankees are exciting. They're I, a fun watch. Donaldson's looking clean at third. He, not that he was ever looking bad. He had a couple yeah. like weird throws early in the year. He talked about it on R two C two, which so like it, it was bad. a thing for him. Um, Nestor Cortez Jr. Crazy. Um, Yankees looked dominant, and White Sox looked bad. Um, Rays, Jays. Excited to hear about that on Talking Baseball. Uh, Twins win another series, man. The Twins are going. The Twins are going. What are the standings right now? Um, Yankees are up in the East four and a half games on the Rays. Yankees and Rays still have not played this year. So buckle up for that. Blue Jays, how's your start? They were hot. They are now 18 and 17. Game above 500 for the Jays. Uh, Red Sox are still a half game back behind the Orioles, although they won a series and people are happy. Um, oh, AL Central, you're so gross. Twins are 20 and 15. White Sox and Guardians are tied for second at 16 and 17. Royals and Tigers are atrocious. Um, my God, AL Central, gross. Angels took three out of four from the Athletics, and a result, we're starting to get to a point in the season you should expect that. Angels pitched. The starting pitchers pitched well. Um, the one game they lost was a walk-off kid hit his first career home run, Luis Berea. Barrera. Not sure. He's new. Cool. I'm learning. Uh, but, yeah, happy for him enough. Um, Angels, it's starting to get very real. It's starting to get very, very real. Um, they've been kind of a joke of a franchise for a little bit now. Um, Astros continue to stay crazy hot. Their win streak ends even though they win three out of four games against Houston. BBD was in the building. People forget that. Was. Happy birthday, Aaron. Birthday? Birthday. Wow. Great weekend. Huge. I'm such a crier now. Oh, boy. We're getting emotional. Emotional Mondays. Uh, Angels are a force. Um, again, Poppy Gordo bought some stock in them before the season. They continue to make me look pretty good for now. Still early. Uh, but, man, they are winning series. They are dominating games. Uh, Otani, Taylor Ward show continues. Insane. Grand Slam. Grand Slam? Like the foil, I suppose, to that. Like, it confirmed, like, it is becoming real with the Angels. Like, a lot of teams, you can have a first month that's that's a characteristic of, of what your season ends up being. 
NLS is its own beast, but Rockies were off to off to their hot side. They're right. They're seventeen and seventeen right now. They're three and seven in their last ten. Probably coming back to what their expectations were. But mm. so like teams are starting to to find their their real starting levels. to level out. What's that called? Water temperature. Yeah. Buoyancy. Sure. Big science day. Um, Tigers sweep the Orioles. Wow, I didn't realize that. As the Yankees are about to play the Orioles. Orioles kind of throw up their first stud. Tigers starting pitchers, 14 scoreless innings. That's pretty good. That's a good way to do it. Scooble, I think he's real. I, I think you could chop up his stats to be like, that That guy's really good. Um, man, Tigers. a deceptive young yeah, really good young lefty. Uh, he's just been hitting 25. on some bad Detroit teams. Um, maybe this starts the Tigers. Remember, they got off to a slow start the year before. Um, and then you could chop up their numbers that they were like an above 500 team for the final like five months. Um, Orioles, they have been so pesky and tough that this result surprised me. And I'm a uh, ooh Mount Castle to the IL and mm. Austin Hayes sat the whole series. Those are two of their tougher righty hitters. Um, I guess I'm interested to see Yankees O's this week. I want to see what they're working with because they had been really tough. Um, and maybe the Tigers can start to salvage their season a little bit. Get involved in an ugly, ugly AL Central. Um, why not? I think you still can in that division if you like actually figure it out. Um, Mets Mariners, a lot of chaos in this series. My God, the Mariners are running hot. Winker Seawald. I mean, everyone's embracing the crowd. Mariners end up winning two out of three games. Uh, man, in the game they didn't win. Uh, the Mets Patrick Mazika with a big go-ahead home run. Um, after Jesse Winker had hit a game-tying home run, and Jesse Winker was waving to the crowd and stuff. He has history with the Mets. We talked about it with him on an, on an episode, episode of Talking Baseball before. Really cool guy, Buffalo guy, big Bills fan, like sports guy that he was having fun with the crowd. It's, it's just a dangerous game. Um, that being said, maybe this gets the Mariners on track. Two out of three at the Mets. I think this was the first series the Mets have lost. Um, and McGill goes on the IL. Uh, McCann is going on the IL. And, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I guess Mariners, you caught my eye because you guys came in hot. Um, with Seawall doing the ear up to the crowd. Like, he's got beef with Mets fans, former Mets reliever, Jerry Blevins' friend. I think they're recording some Shea Station as we speak. Um, I wonder if that gets the Mariners going. Mets, first series loss this year. Uh, mentioned BBD Strohs while he was in getting his attitude on. Royals, Rockies, gross. Royals took two out of three. Kelsey Winger's wedding coming up in a couple weekends. So that's huge. Um, what else did I miss? Oh, some National League action. Uh, Phillies take three out of four from the Dodgers. Good from them. Dodgers in a little funkaroo. Phillies, will this get them going? Um, you know, and they were actually close to taking all four games here. Uh, Gavin Lux with the walk-off in the final game. Uh, this was in L.A. You, you see a Dodgers West Coast trip, and you're hoping a split. They take three out of four. They almost took four out of four. Does that get the Phillies in gear? Um, man, so much talent on that team. Cardinals, two out of three from the Giants. Those are two good baseball teams. Giants took the first game. Cardinals come back for the next two, and it ends with Albert Pujols pitching the ninth inning. How about that? Um, was that good baseball? What was going on there? Cardinals hit all series. I guess not really good games. Longoria's back for the for the Giants. We like that. That's good. Love Longo. Friend. Friend. Friend a couple times over now. 
Cardinals take two out of three. Padres take two out of three from the Braves. I feel like have Bra- you Braves. You take a glance at those NL West standings yet? The best division in baseball? Yeah. Uh, Dodgers and Padres technically tied. Dodgers have the win yeah. percentage game right now. By, by the game's back metric tied. Padres, and I, I saw a couple tweets like this, and this is where I ask people, if you're a Padres fan, <laughs> I've heard Padre fans say it doesn't feel good. Um, and they're 22 and 13, and that either means things are going to start feeling good and you guys are going to be a nasty team, or it means that the other shoe's about to drop. I don't know. Uh, it's a genuine, genuine question to Padre fans. They play the Phillies and then the Giants and the Brewers, so there's a little funky stretch for you. You got to deal with the Phillies starting pitching and their beast hitters. You got to deal with the Giants and that just whole organization. And then you host the Brew Crew. You could be running into three Cy Young type guys. So um, maybe a telling week and a half for the Padres. But yeah, they're off to an electric start. And the Braves. Braves are 16 and 19. Six and a half games of the back of the Mets. They're a half game better of the Fish. And a game back of the Phillies. So, NL East is a little messy. It kind of went this exact way last year, though. Yeah. So, I don't I don't know if anyone's got a panic button. But, uh, wow. Wow. Brewers took two out of three from the Marlins. That kind of makes sense. Uh, sorry, Fish fans. Uh, Burns-Lopez, game one, two-to-one final. That's fun. Both pitchers went seven innings, a little old-school baseball there. Um, Ashby with four perfect innings with eight strikeouts after Woodruff for his first save of the season. How about that? Baseball's changing around us. Uh, Lizardo to the aisle, Joey Wendell to the aisle. We hate it, we hate it, we hate it. Cubs take two out of three from the D-backs. Lucky. They win a couple close ones. Uh, 4-3, D-backs, 4-2, 3-2, Cubs. Um, yeah, those those two games that the Cubs won, they took it in the ninth inning for my snakes. Hate that. Really hate that. Damn. Reds-Pirates split four. My God, no <laughs> thank you, uh, including the worst game ever played. Where the Pirates won while getting no hit. I mean, Pirates Red, like that game is going to be in the history books as one of the worst games ever played. If you were there for that, like reach out. We'll send you a shirt or something. Maybe we'll make a worst game ever played shirt. Oh, I see Fayo said Braves had to play like 10.30 a.m. yesterday. Were they the brunch game? Now, I, th- I think NBC and Peacock, they're doing a Sunday 11.30 game that has become the brunch game. So I, I guess they did that. I don't know. Um, man, congrats to everyone that was at the worst game ever played. And that's the sports. Um, so excited to run through that with you guys. Game 7, baseball. Talking baseball coming up. Until then... Let's talk about the comment of the day. Wake and Jake Bakers, I ask you guys to leave a comment. Sports-related, silly-related, anything-related. And for example, and by doing that, we bake the algorithm. You leave a comment, you hit the like button, you share the show with a friend, um, and that's how it gets out there more. So, uh, Brandon Neuschwander said, How did Josh Naylor not get a bro of the night? It's a great question. Uh, he ended up getting my Talking Baseball Award. Um, or standout, I believe. Because uh, his two, three-run homers, ninth inning or later, that's an incredible way to do it. Um, let's see. Bryce Newton played against both of... We were talking about Reed Detmer's no-hitter. Angels had been hot in the streets. Played against both of Detmer's high school teams, and he was the best player I've ever seen played against. Also the same high school as both Phil and Nick Maton and Jason Worth. One of those high schools. Look at that. 
Okay. Thanks, Bryce. Um, let's see. Zendino, my guy. This looks like a ride. Had an eighth grade teacher, wore a shirt similar to the one Jake's got on. Someone, Araldus Chapman style, pelted him with a school lunch chocolate milk and it exploded all over him. So watch your back because I can definitely see it happening to you. Thanks for the memory. Jake sucks. Zendino. Wow. Wow. Um, New Orleans shirt that day? Yeah, I think that was the New Orleans shirt. That was last really Wednesday. Glad I didn't get hit with milk. Um, Milkless. Some Whitgiz baking the algorithm. Shout out Shane McClanahan. He's been gross. Um, and then Greg Barchak, captain of the all-struggle bus team, should have been Paul DeYoung hitting 130. Um, we did the all-struggle bus, guys. There was a lot of candidates. A lot of candidates. And a lot of guys already working their way off of it. So We, we uh... I think we, like, unlocked a lot of guys. Nelson Cruz is kind of going again. A couple other people we mentioned were starting to at least got some homers. I got the notification about some homers. Yeah. So that's good. DeYoung, there's, like, expectation stuff. He's kind of, like, mm. obviously he was a, he, he came on strong a couple years ago, but he kind of eh, steady decline since. Coming into spring, I don't think he was, like, clear-cut the starter. Edmundo Sosa. Right, Edmundo yeah, I don't know. DeYoung's always been kind of a blind spot for me. I feel like there's people that think he's really good and people that think he stinks. I think he's like defensive stud and has some hard hit stuff. It's like, all right, I'll run into homers. And he's he's landed in a very odd place. Mm. Um, well, hey, thank you guys for leaving a comment. Review, like button, share. We will go to the bro of the night. Someone we want to talk about, or you should be talking about. Um, I think where I'm going to go, it's a little bit of a bro bruh. Um, it unfortunately isn't the story of the worst game ever played. Um, Hunter Green, who came up and was kind of the talk of the town because the guy throws harder than like anyone. On a starter's On a starting pitcher level, Hunter Green throws pretty much harder than anyone's ever done it. I didn't see this yet. My God, Reds. Reds. Hunter Green, 7.1 innings. No hits. Five walks. So, you know, it's a lot of walks. Get it. Nine Ks. Young guys, not uncommon to struggle finding the zone, whatever. The one earned run. 118 pitches. For young Hunter Green. I don't know what to do with that. I've given you guys my speech about young pitchers and if the ball's flowing well, yada, yada, yada. He's 22 years old. A massive prospect for the way he throws. We had debates, or just throwaway comments, not even debates. Me, Jim, Trev, that were kind of like, well, if you're Hunter Green, instead of throwing 101, why don't you try to throw 99 with a little more move? These are the kind of conversations you can have when someone is an elite freak prospect. Um, Hunter Green's 22. Um, We had his agent in our office. That's true. Amber Sabathia. uh, Shout out. (laughs) And uh, there were some jokes about how Hunter Green's her favorite, blah, blah, blah. Um, Check out the Yes app. This dude should kind of be the talk of the town. He's a kid that throws harder than anyone. He essentially just threw a chunk of a no-hitter. Instead, we're talking about it as the worst game ever. So, uh, sunk, sucks a little bit for Hunter Green. Do you know who came in after Hunter Green? Yankee legend Art Warren. Art Warren. Wow. The pride of Defiance, Ohio. Yeah. He walked a guy, too. He did walk a guy, too. Um Pirates win. Uh, so Hunter Green, yeah, I don't know if it's a bro or bruh. Should be more of a positive story. Um, and hey, maybe this starts getting him in the right direction because his numbers have been kind of bleh so far. So that's my bro. Of the night. 
just now seeing who like pitched for the Pirates yesterday. Which I probably should have looked into her. Quintana, nice game. Quintana. Seven shot. Bednar with the save. That's nice. Huge. We got beats. I've got a bro of the night. I didn't know who to who to go to for a little bit, and I think I like where I landed. Like Luca obviously gets yeah. his due quite a bit. I think at halftime it was twenty seven points Luca, twenty seven points the Suns. Yeah. Obviously he's incredible. Um I like to give bro the night to Jason Kidd. He's a guy. Yeah. No, I think of kind of a forgotten storyline of this Mavericks team was it just last year or the end of last year. I mean, Rick Carlisle walked away. He was he's regarded as one of the one of short list of best coaches in the NBA right now, um, and for for a little while now, you lose that. Jason Kidd steps in, and it's like he's a guy kind of not the best reputation. Yeah, he's laughed at. Kind of a everyone's like, what are you, what are you doing? There, you, you're going from Rick Carlisle to Jason Kidd, who like probably as smart a basketball person as anybody, but just not exactly a glorified coaching career yet. And it's just because he, like Luca, kind of liked him. And hey, they're in the Western Conference Finals. They dominate Game Seven. I have a hard time believing the coaching's not a somewhat of a role in that. Another forgotten part of what this Mavericks team is. I mean the. The Chris Stapps Porzingis trade that I alluded to before. Porzingis, whatever he, they trade him away this year. It's kind of a disaster, but at the end of the day, he was a guy averaging 19 points for the midseason. They essentially trade him for Bertans, who's on one of the worst contracts in the NBA when you mm. account for production. Yeah. And the other guy they get is Dinwiddie, who is good, but we talk about what that role is. It's not the role Porzingis is supposed to be filling. Um, just throw all that kind of in the pot. I have to give, obviously, Luca gets his credit, but got to give some credit to Jason Kidd. I like it. He, he really was in coaching circles. He, he became laughed at kind of a little bit. This is a Hall of Fame NBA basketball player, one of my favorite players to watch ever. I mean, a true pass first um, Guy And, yeah, I, I guess the thing that I always come back to with coaches, and this is Jason Kidd, who he's on his third coaching stint now? Was it? At least so. At head coaching. Bucks? Yeah. And they have they that right? Ended in bizarre fashion. Right. And I guess this is what I come back to. Only one year. Jason Kidd made $187 million playing basketball. Jason Kidd is is richer than any of his players. Hmm. By a lot. Like, Luca's probably going to get there someday. Like, maybe Luca's getting close. He will get there. Jason Kidd probably had a couple shoe deals. That's good counter. Like... You know, I I if I had to bet, I'd bet Luca catches him, but Luca's still yeah. probably on his rookie contract, right? In different times. Like Jason Kidd is on his third coaching gig, and both his other two previous ones, he walked away kind of looking a little foolish, and now here he is coaching the Mavs with a lot of I don't know his full financials, but I bet he's all right, hmm. and he's coaching. NBA head coaching. It's a grind. It's an absolute grind. And this is where, you know, I'm interested to see what happens with Steve Nash, uh, kind of the other elite passing point guard from that generation. He took on the Nets, and that was a whole thing. You know, you really got to look in the mirror and say, how much do you love it? With Jason Kidd, it's not even a question, right? Like, this is third job. Third Um, head coaching job. Did two years as the Lakers assistant. Yeah. They won the title, by the way. And, uh, yeah, you know, I, I think he'll, I think playing Jason Kidd, maybe I'm a little biased. I think his Nets years with Vince Carter, like those are kind of the most fun Jason Kidd. You know, there's an older generation that would go back to, like, Phoenix. There's a newer generation that goes to Dallas, where he, they won the title. And now he's coaching Dallas with Luka. So pretty cool. Pretty cool end of the day. Still, I know coaches are skewing younger and younger as we go, but I think he's 
He's 48 years old now. Still a fairly young coach. Like I would assume right. he's still in the bottom half, probably. Jason Kidd could be around for like a he, while. He can he do wants. this a while. If he wants, he could still be a really good. And I mentioned Rick Carlisle, and I mean he has a, a very long coaching history. Like he had, there were stops I didn't previously know about until last year when he left, and I was like looking at his basketball reference the first time. It's like, oh, he's been a head coach a long time. Rick Carlisle. Um all right, PBD, I like it. I, I like what got highlighted there. Um, all right. I think we're going to wrap it up. Um, we should be back with you guys Wednesday. We'll check the schedule, see if we need to do anything funny. Um, otherwise, you guys, check out everything on the John Boy Media Network. Talking Giants, football company. Inside Boxing Live, Boxing Company, and Kenobio. Pinstripe Strong, Joe's McFly, always the gaming. John Boy Jake TV, Baggage is back, by the way. Yeah, I've been watching that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Chris Rose Rotation, do we know who it is for uh, Oh, yeah, Ty France. Ty France. How about that? Ty France. Talking Yanks, we are having a lot of fun, and I hope you guys have a lot of fun this week. Uh, thank you. Fake the algorithm. Uh, oh, yeah. One inning league game tonight. Myself, Jolly Jozos. Hate them. Amp's out there. Want to see me lose my mind? Watch all the stuff on Amp. Love you guys. 